Hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you guys are having a blessed, safe, awesome day today, as always. And you guys voted last night. I got a bunch more votes that ticked it up. The Testo Plus formula, our top-tier testosterone-boosting formula, is uh, being voted on as product of the week, so it will be on sale here shortly. Great product. On sale. Great product. Get a lot of good results from it. Good. Tons of feedback on it. You can read the reviews on it. I always encourage you to give it a try. We have a 90-day money-back guarantee. My workout partner, it's funny, he always runs it all the time, and uh, his dad asked him about it. And so he got a bottle for his dad last month, and he came in the gym the other night and said, hey, my dad needs another bottle of it. I said, well, good. I'm glad it's working. I'm glad he's getting good results from it because, as you guys know here, we try to produce the highest quality supplements we can possibly manufacture because – we take all of them that <laughs> my family takes them. Dad takes them or friends takes them or family. Everybody takes them. So everybody's constantly giving us feedback. That's why we tweak formulas. Sometimes we'll update stuff and we'll continue to make them better and better as the years go along. So again, give, be sure to give that product a try. I'm sure you'll get great results from, it, especially for men that are really trying to increase natural testosterone. That's always the best route to go. I've told people that for years and years. You see a lot of these places now that are constantly trying to push guys to go on testosterone replacement therapy, especially for guys that simply are in good shape and they've never had any issues. Well, their testosterone may be slightly low. These doctors want to constantly push them on testosterone, and that's really not the best route to go. It's not recommended in our opinion, again, unless it's something that you've tried every other option and you're really trying to get your testosterone back up to a healthy range and you can't do it naturally then that option may be on the table. But always try to exhaust every other method possible as best you possibly can to get the best results out of it. And again, that's what the Testo Plus formula is there. And so I highly recommend you guys give it a try. All you guys out there, you get a great results from it. Now, first headlines that I want to get out here, and nobody's really talked about this yet, is this is something that's interesting. And we already kind of knew what was going on with the CDC and the VAERS reporting system. Well, the British Medical Journal, essentially just put out a big research study on it. Now, if you guys know the VAERS, I've talked about it before, it's the nation's primary early warning system used to detect possible safety problems with vaccines, the VAERS, the Adverse Event Reporting System. And essentially, it's been overwhelmed now for the last three years. And the system, essentially from what the BMJ is saying, is that it's broken and it's not being adequately managed. They just put a, published a study out on November 10th, and they said the VAERS system, has received an unprecedented number of ports contributed to the COVID-19 vaccine. However, there's not enough staff to meet the requirements for reviewing and following up with the serious reports, including death. Additionally, the investigation revealed that VAERS is neither transparent, user-friendly, nor responsive, and is suggesting now that the government is essentially maintaining two sets of reporting systems, only one of which the public can access. The VAERS system, which is co-managed by the U.S. FDA, the CD and the CDC, the VAERS collects reports of symptom, symptoms, diagnosis, hospital admissions, and deaths after vaccines to capture post-marketing safety signals and determine if there is any unusual or unexpected reporting patterns for adverse events. Even, so, even this so, the VAERS has been shown to reflect only about 1% of actual vaccine adverse events, according to the Harvard Pilgrim Healthcare Study. You guys can look that up. I've told, we've talked about it years ago in the past. They showed that pretty much only about 1% of stuff gets reported on the VAERS. So, you know, if you have a thousand, you know, basically um, reports off one specific product, there's generally probably about 100,000 
real actual adverse events out in the real world. So that shows you kind of the real numbers. Well, British Medical Journal is painting an even more horrific picture now. According to the CDC in 2019, prior to the pandemic, the VAERS received only about 48,000 reports per year on average. 85 to 90% were mild. After the COVID-19 vaccine rollout, the BMJ found an unprecedented 1.7 million adverse events were reported to VAERS, with 1 million reported in 2021, an additional 660,000 received thereafter. Now, you got to think about that number for a second, guys. They're saying here from the Harvard Pilgrim Healthcare Study that only about 1% of the vaccine side effects are ever reported. They're saying here that in 2019, there's only about 48,000 reports of vaccine adverse events in 2019. Yet in 2021, they received right at almost a million vaccine adverse events in one year. Think about that comparison from 48,000 in 2019 to over a million in 2021, and then continually, they said over 660,000 the year thereafter. They said nearly one in five cases met the criteria for serious adverse events, and most were contributed to the COVID-19 vaccine. Serious adverse events, including death, hospitalization, life-threatening illnesses, permanent disability, prolonged hospitalization, the list goes on. They said if there's a significant increase in VAERS reporting warranting clinical review, the standard operating seizure requires additional CDC immunization safety office staff to process cases. For events classified as serious, people who report to VAERS are supposed to receive email correspondent prompting them to provide updates. But the BMJ's investigation shows that these standards are not being followed whatsoever they're simply being ignored. The BMJ interviewed more than a dozen people, including physicians and state medical examiners, who filed VAERS reports for serious adverse events on behalf of themselves or patients and were either never contacted by the CDC or contacted months later. Many never even received confirmation emails when the reports were filed. When it came to reports of death, Following the COVID-19 vaccine, other countries have acknowledged that deaths were likely or probably related to RNA vaccination. The CDC has allegedly reviewed more than 20,000 COVID-19 vaccination death reports, which significantly more than any country actually review, yet has not contributed a single death to the RNA vaccine. The BMJ investigation has raised concerns that the VAERS system is not operating intended and signals are either being missed or intentionally ignored. The author of the BMJ report, Jennifer Block, discovered the FDA and CDC are essentially maintaining two separate VAERS databases, one the public has access to, containing the initial reports, and a private system on the back end with updates, outcomes, corrections, and essentially the final outcome on it. And so these regulators, they're saying here, are, in other words, they are either not recognizing these adverse events or they're blatantly ignoring them. Now, you got to understand, at some point in time, any type of researcher or scientist, you have to take a step back when you're seeing an abnormality or a massive increase that's abnormal of anything. You're seeing a deviation. You're seeing something that is not going right. This is not even a question whether or not there are side effects coming from this shot. This is a 100% guarantee the shot is contributing to these shots now, considering the number of percentage has gone up of how many side effects are occurring. And yet you have the CDC now and the FDA that are managing this that are simply ignoring it completely. This is because the FDA gave emergency use authorizations to the shot and now has given an approval under community. 
If the FDA and the CDC recognizes that this shot in any way can be contributed, formally recognizes this shot is contributed to death, they have to legally pull it off the market under their standard procedure. They cannot leave it up if they start seeing an abnormal amount of side effects and deaths. That is why the CDC is ignoring the VAERS report. That is why they're not following up with doctors because they don't want to have any more paperwork. That is why they're keeping two sets of books now to try to keep the numbers mismanaged legitimately mismanaged on book on the paper so it shows oh well we don't know what's going on we don't have enough staff we can't follow up right now we're backlogged because of covid blah 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 the list goes on the line of excuses because if they actually come in and acknowledge all these side effects are occurring in this significant amount they have to legally pull this shot off and revoke its emergency use authorization for children and remote remove its approval with basically community with the FDA. That is why they're doing this with the VAERS report. These numbers are extremely disturbing for what we've seen from the side effects. And like I said, I think this is massively undervalued, the actual side effects that are occurring with these shots. So again, this is something why I've really encouraged people to do your research. I know I get emails all the time from customers and listeners that have basically said, you know, they didn't know anything any better and they got the shot. This is why we put together the spike protein survival kit with the natokinase the vitamin E and the N-acetylcysteine, those three together have worked wonders from my personal opinion, what I've seen and dad has seen. And that's why also too, it's very important to make sure you're taking detoxifying supplements like the N-acetylcysteine with it. And you can also throw in the GHI cleanse and also magnesium. Or magnesium helps out with inflammatory responses as well. Magnesium is used with hundreds and hundreds of mechanisms in the body. It's crucial. That's why a lot of times I tell people that are having issues with cramps or having issues with inflammation, to take the magnesium salt bath. We have the Dead Sea magnesium salt that was incredibly good. It basically getting into the body and saturating the muscles and soaking in it. We sell those bags. I've sold them for years. They're incredible. I use them. My wife uses them. You know, she's pregnant right now. She does probably at least four to five soaks a week to prevent muscle cramping and basically maintain high levels of magnesium. Because again, magnesium is crucial when you're building a baby. And if the baby's taking the magnesium out of the body of the mother, the mother needs to make sure she's replenishing it. And that's why it's so important to have proper prenatals, proper magnesium, proper folate, proper omega-3s, and all the time when you're basically pregnant and getting healthy. So again, this is something I wanted to bring up. We already knew the CDC and the FDA was shady and they were covering stuff up with VAERS. Now it's becoming an even more blatant more blatantly obvious with this BMJ research study showing that these guys are not only seeing these numbers, they're essentially ignoring these numbers and trying to act like they're understaffed and can't manage them properly and not following up because they do not want to acknowledge what's happening. They want to try to roll this shot out as long as they can. The problem with this is the general population is starting to wake up. And I mean that in a, in a good way. The general population is no longer going along with this nonsense anymore. I talked to my wife last night, one of her good friends that she basically has uh, the homeschool co-op with, with Apex. She basically talked about how she has two kids and her first son that they had. They really didn't know much about vaccines. They hadn't really done a lot of research on him, and they basically – she had him, and she un basically unknowingly pretty much uh, uh, submitted to the hepatitis B vaccine in the hospital. She didn't know much about it. They told her she needed to have it. Now, this lady's super healthy. She's super sharp. She's been married for years. She doesn't have hepatitis B, but yet the morons in the hospital demanded that her baby, her brand new baby boy, get a hep B shot right out of the womb. They gave him the shot. He started having all kinds of weird seizures. His hands were shaking all the time. He had a lot of health problems for months leading up after that. They had issues trying to breastfeed. They had issues with colic. 
all these problems they were trying to deal with, and they basically started doing research, they no longer gave him any shots whatsoever after that. And their daughter that they have now has had zero shots, period. And they were able to give their son a lot of different nutrients as he was starting to grow up. I think he's like five or six now, and he's doing really well. But they started to do some research and basically try to detox him because they realized how unbelievably dangerous that hepatitis B shot is. And there is zero purpose whatsoever to give it to a newborn child any reason there's none there's no legitimate justified purpose to do it yet they roll it out and so again after she saw that happen she's been awake and she's been talking to people about this as well especially with the covid shot and trying to get people alert to this especially with their new children with the cdc now recommending that this rna gene therapy shot with all these lists of side effects on the various report is now on the shot schedule for six month olds and up this is a serious health risk to the entire population and essentially the next generation. So, again, get this truth out there. I'll post this article from the BMJ on the website. You guys can look through it. It's pretty long. But, again, it's so important. They're constantly doing research and educating one another to make sure we understand what's really happening to maintain the best, healthiest lifestyle for our family and kids. What do you think, Dad? How are you doing this morning? Oh, good morning, Oz. I'm doing absolutely wonderful as always. You, you know what's interesting to me? And it's what you said just a second ago is how many people and how many families now are finally starting to wake up, Austin, to the truth about vaccinations in general and how they don't work. Now, I'm, I'm going to stop for one second. I, I'm not, I got to just remember, I, I spent 400 hours on the biochemical genetics lab at Florida State uh, taking this class called biochemical genetics. It was dealing with a bread mold called Morosporic Crassi. And what's interesting about this is, you know, the concept of vaccines is real. In, 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 in theory, they work extremely well. In theory, you, know, you take a dead particle or dead protein from a, from a cold or from a, from, a, from a disease or whatever that's been denatured and killed or whatever, and you put it into your body, you inject it in, and the body starts seeing it, and it says and it, but it can't cause any problems because it's dead. So it starts producing antibodies against it. So in the event that you're exposed to a live version of this, you have the ability to produce antibodies very, very quickly, and you don't get as sick. That's what they taught us in school. The problem with it, Austin, is that they don't do it that way. Number one, they use adjuvants because they want to increase the inflammation at the injection site. They use squalene and you know, they use peanut oil. They use all these different things in these vaccines. In addition to that, you know, when they put the needle through the latex cork on these bottles, they put latex into your body, which then causes you to have a latex allergy. And all of these things happen when you inject stuff directly into the bloodstream. The problem with all of it is, is that these vaccines, the way they're making them now, are clinically untested as far as side effects in the long term, as far as what they're going to do. And they've been basically put into circulation because of Reagan signing that Vaccine Protection Act, not allowing people to basically you know, sue the vaccine manufacturers. Because what was happening back in the 80s is that all of these class action lawsuits were starting against vaccine manufacturers because of autism and learning disabilities and brain damage to these children. Because you get this injection and you say give you a stack of them and all of a sudden the body completely overreacts and hyperreacts to it because it's so toxic and that you start having massive brain swelling. The child starts screaming and crying and they have a permanent irreversible brain damage. I've seen it over and over and over again because of the vaccinations. And what ends up happening is they are then protected because what that what Reagan did and they can't be sued. These guys were being sued into oblivion back in the 80s because of the class action lawsuits because all these parents were coming forward. Think about it for a second. 
you know, there's a there's a vaccine fund now the United States has that basically was put in a place with Reagan for people who have word vaccine damage. This they're telling you that you're gonna there's a there's a percentage gonna be vaccine damaged. And this paid out over four billion dollars of the families now with children that are vaccinated that are damaged from the vaccines. This isn't I'm not making this stuff up. You can look it up. The vaccine compensation fund. The problem is it's almost impossible to get any money from them because so many people are constantly, constantly, constantly going in and trying to get money from them because so many children are damaged. There right now there are millions of children in the United States that either have a lower IQ scores or have learning disabilities or have autism or what other or horrible allergies because of vaccinations. And that's why parents are finally starting to wake up and say, wait a minute, my child was perfect. I spoke to a woman just the other day, and she had a, a nephew. The nephew was perfect. He was running around. He was talking. He was doing his gibberish. He was 18 months. He was doing phenomenal. And she showed me pictures of him. Boom. Parents went in, got that 18-month booster with an MMR, and suddenly the lights went out. He stopped walking. He stopped talking. He started crawling again. And now you can tell he has serious neurological damage from the vaccinations. People everywhere are seeing this now. The problem is only 3.5% of the people in the United States for their kindergartners are getting vaccine exemptions like we talked about the other day for religious exemptions. Now, we don't know how many people are homeschooling that are basically not getting the vaccines either. It's probably another 3 to 5%. Like you were talking about the other day, Austin in Idaho, it's like you know, 15, 20, or 30% or whatever is not getting vaccines. I don't remember the number you gave. But the thing about it is, is that we have a situation here in the United States where people are finally realizing they've got brain-damaged children. And, 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 here's, and here's the problem with the brain-damaged kids. Let me talk about it for a second. This is not something that's going to go away when they become – Puberty, go into puberty. This is not something that's going to go away when they're 18 years old and you and your wife now want to be happy the kids are out of the house. These kids are never getting out of the house unless they get put into state custody and state care. These children will be a burden to the parents for the rest of their lives. The parents, not the child. The child is going to be brain damaged for the rest of their life. I've got a good friend of mine, you know, Pastor Green. He takes care of a child. His name is Johnny. Johnny was great. Perfect kid. Kid was brilliant. All of a sudden, boom, MMR shot. 18 month, boom, autism. And now and he's still functional, and you can tell his brother's like a genius, but the problem is Johnny will never be more than Johnny is right now, and the parents have to constantly deal with Johnny. He's in his mid-20s now. He's a handful. He doesn't listen. He wants to argue all the time. He, he's, he won't obey. And, you know, I mean, I've, I've seen Mr. Green have to just get real, just, have, you know, just grab him and say, look, you got to listen. And see, the problem with this is, is that the parents are going to learn very quickly and have learned from their relatives and the other parents that are out there, Austin, that this doesn't stop. It goes on and on and on into perpetuity. Now, here's the question I have to ask everybody. What's going to happen to Johnny when his parents die? Who's going to take care of Johnny? Because we're going to have millions upon millions of millions of children that are brain damaged that are going to go into the social welfare system as adults when their parents die. Who's paying for this? Who's going to pay the billions, if not trillions of dollars of long-term extended care for these children that have been damaged? This, again, is part of the Cloward-Piven program causing massive, massive amounts of pressure on the social welfare infrastructure in the United States, causing these kids at that point to basically have nowhere to go unless the parents have some type of funds set up for them, and it's going to go on and on. I remember up in Iowa, we had a family, and they had a child, and her name was Mary Jane. And Mary Jane was basically autistic, and it wasn't because of vaccines. It was prior to autism because every once in a while, about one in 100,000 kids would have this happen to them. And I remember she was in her 70s, Mary Jane was, and she still was running around like a child, still having to be taken care of. 
Now, I don't know who took care of Mary Jane after her parents died, but it doesn't end when they turn 18 or when they turn 21. This is an ongoing thing that never stops. I have a Austin had a Harrison had a friend of his, and you know it was in the in the private school we had him in before we got tired of dealing with the political correct nonsense. And she had a brother. In fact, she had two brothers. They were both perfectly fine, and both of them got vaccinated. The first one got vaccinated, and within a couple of weeks, he had autism. Two years later, the next one gets vaccinated. Boom! Two weeks later, he has autism. So now they have two children that are autistic and both of them from vaccines. And now I remember the young girl told me, well, I'm going to have to take care of my brothers after I get married. When my parents retire, my parents pass away. I'll have to take care of my brothers for the rest of my life. That was being put on her. Now, don't don't fuss at me right now. I understand that family is everything. I got that. But the point is this. It is being done to us on purpose in the United States. They're dropping our IQ scores with fluoride. They're poisoning our children and damaging their brains with these vaccines. Then they're giving them more fluoride in their toothpaste and more fluoride in their mouthwash and more fluoride when they go for their dental treatments. And they have with dental fluorosis, and it also drops their IQ scores. All of this is being done on purpose to dumb down the population. In some classrooms, there's more children on medication now for Ritalin, with Ritalin and Adderall, than there are children who aren't on medication. You know, Dr. Stephanie Seneff from MIT, she said that by, by 2030 – Half the children in the United States will have autism or some type of learning disability. And by 2030, 35, 40, all the children will have this. Is that what we want for the United States? Is that what we want for our children? And the sad part about this is where are the parents? Why in the blank can't they read and look at other people's problems and understand that? But what they've done because of what they've done with the Frankfurt School, they have everybody stretched so thin trying to produce revenue to feed their kids, stretched so thin, working two and three jobs, stretched so thin, their marriages are on the rocks because they never see their husbands, stretched so thin, their children's relationship with the parents, they talk to them like 30 seconds a week because everybody's working. And then you throw the mothers in there, and mothers, forgive me, because sometimes the dads do this too, you decide you're going to put your children into five different sports. You're going to put them into soccer and softball and football and track and field and tennis. And so all now all you do is run around paying for private lessons with everybody, working your job, and you're wore out, run out, dug out, had enough of everything. You have no relationship with your husband anymore. Oh, I'm so sorry I'm saying that. You don't have physical intimacy with your husband anymore because you're too exhausted, and it goes the other direction too with the husband and the wives. And pretty soon the husband and the wife, they go on such divergent paths that within a couple of years they look at each other and they go, who are you? You, know, you haven't built the relationship together. Wouldn't it be better not to have them in five sports? Just asking that question. You're not their butler. You're not their, you know, their, their chauffeur. But that's what you turn into in many cases. Why is that necessary? Children don't need to be in five sports. Give them a sport to be in. It's okay. Give them one. That's enough. You don't need to do that. Well, I want them to have the greatest childhood ever. Okay, but what if it destroys you? Your marriage. What if you get yourself into such debt doing all of this stuff that you have to file bankruptcy? What if it destroys your credit report? Don't be doing all this stuff. There are people out there that will do everything they have to to maintain a lifestyle they can't afford. I remember years ago, I heard a pastor say, you know, everybody was talking about so-and-so was blessed. And he goes, well, are they really blessed or are they just in debt? In other words, they've got three new cars. They live in a beautiful home. They're working 100-hour work weeks. The wife's working. He's working. Everybody's working trying to pay the bills for the stuff they have. Let me tell you about stuff. Stuff requires maintenance. Stuff requires all kinds of things to do with it. In other words, you got a big house, you got to paint the big house. You got a couple of hot water heaters in the house, you got to replace hot water heaters. You got to have shingles put on, you got to replace a big roof. You know, all of a sudden the stuff becomes something that owns you. 
And all of a sudden, the maintenance of the stuff becomes more expensive than the stuff did to start with. Swimming pools are the perfect example. We're going to put a pool in. Yeah, good luck with that at chlorine at $200 a pail, pail now. Good luck with that with the pool leaks. You've got to bring in people to try to find where the leak is. Good luck with that when you have to remarcite the pool. It goes on and on and on. The same thing is true with the kids. You don't have to put them in the later design, latest designer fashions. The little girl doesn't need a Louis Vuitton purse. Think about what you're doing for a second. You give a little girl a Louis Vuitton purse. All right. All right. You give her another one. You give her another one. What is that setting her up to do for her husband? That means if her husband can't buy her Louis Vuitton purses, he obviously isn't as good as her father was or her parents were. And so is she going to be happy in that relationship if you do that to her? I mean, I'm, I'm being serious now. I mean, Austin's first car was like a 1988 Crown Vic. That was his first car because, you know, Harrison's first vehicle he got was like a, a Ford. You know, it was a Toyota, whatever it was, a Forerunner, you know, with 170,000 miles on it. Yeah, I mean, it's just we, we don't do that. We don't give these kids brand new vehicles out the get go. We don't do that because why? When you do that, you set them up for that. Buy something. I think I paid $3,000 for the Forerunner. I paid $800 for the Crown Vic. So I could buy some more of those. All the used cars with cash for clunkers have been taken off the road. Kids can't buy cars anymore unless they spend four, five, six, eight thousand dollars. They have this nice, insane car payment all the time. All of this stuff that we do causes problems, and they know that. That's why we talk to you so much about the Frankfurt School. They don't want you talking to each other. You know, they don't want that. They want you sitting and watching TV at night. They want you working 80 hours a week. They want you doing what they want you to do as a good little slave. It doesn't matter if you're black or white or Hispanic. They just want you to slave. That's why student loans can't be bankrupted. I, I spoke with another lady the other day. She still has $60,000 in student loans. I know people that are in their 60s and 70s that still have student loans they've not been able to pay off. It never ends. It's the slavery mentality of what they've done to us in the United States of America as they tell you to consume, 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 and buy, buy, buy more and more stuff until you get to the point where you go, I don't know what to do with all this stuff. Now i got to get a mini warehouse. I, now I have to put something in a, in a, in a, in a storage facility because you've got so much stuff. And it's sad, Austin, when I see that stuff. And yet you sit back and you watch them, and they won't stop long enough to read about what vaccines do. They won't stop long enough to read what fluoride does. They won't stop long enough to find out what their teachers are teaching them in the schools and telling a five-year-old that it's okay if he has a penis or if he has a vagina. It doesn't make any difference because he can have either one whenever he wants it because he has surgery to have it done. This is insanity. But that's what they've done to the United States of America. It's exactly what my dad told me, what happened to the Roman Empire. They stopped raising little Romans. We've become such a such a we're so institutionalized now with consumption of the United States that all we care about is the stuff that we buy. And it doesn't make any difference. I, t- I told you guys this before. When Sharon passed away a couple of years ago, she didn't take anything with her. You know, we come naked into this world. We leave the same way. And the stuff can be our God or it can be a tool that we can use. God doesn't mind you having stuff. But he doesn't want the stuff to have you. He doesn't want the debt to enslave you. It says in the Bible that a borrower is servant to the lender. So why in the world are we getting more and more stuff and more and more payments and more and more stuff? So we have to work more and more hours. We have less and less time with our families. It destroys the family. It destroys the marriage. It destroys the relationship with the children. It destroys everything when you don't have time to have quality time and quantity time with your family. It's not worth the stuff, guys. You're not taking it with you when you leave. Period. It ain't going in the casket. You're not going to drag a U-Haul behind the hearse. It's not happening. So don't spend your entire life. I have a friend of mine. He has a big tire business over in Haines City. 
And his dad retired when he was 65 years old. And on his 65th birthday, he dropped dead. Dropped dead on his 65th birthday. I mean, what a macabre story that is. He was looking forward to his golden years. And he worked his slice up like a slave his entire life until he killed himself. And I see it over and over again. The Ecclesiastes says it this way. It says, it says better a handful with peace than, a, than, a, than multiple handfuls with strife and chasing after the wind. And it's better to have tranquility. Think about that for a second. That's why we try to do this show on a Christian basis so we can take a look at what God has done for you. The armor of God that you need to be wearing on so that you stand your ground and that you realize that, hey, look, maybe you need to spend more time with your family. I've never heard anybody say on the deathbed, you know, they're about to die. Man, I wish I'd have spent more time in the office. Man, I wish I could have been better. I wish I could have gone out and made more money. They're about to check out. Remember a couple of years ago, I had a good friend of mine. His name was Buddy. And he had brain cancer. And I talked to Buddy for years about diet sodas, and he would not listen to me. Would not listen. Laugh. Thought it was funny. I told him it causes brain tumors, brain cancer, seizures, glial tumors. Didn't listen. Like to drink his sodas every day. Finally, he has brain cancer. They open him up. They close him back up. Entire brain is filled with tentacles from the glial tumors. Buddy is dead. He's died. There's nothing you can do to stop him. It's barring a miracle from God Almighty. So I went to his house. His wife was there. And they were calling hospice in the following day. And I talked to him about Jesus. I didn't talk to him about the diet sodas. What difference would that make at that point? I just said, you know, are you ready to meet Jesus? Because you're about to find out how real heaven is. He goes, yes, Ted, I'm ready to meet Jesus. And I prayed with him. A few days later, he was gone. And I went to his funeral. Guys, listen to me. The choices that we make here on this planet echo for an eternity. The things that we do echo for an eternity. And we need to do what's right with God. The only thing that matters that we do on this planet is what we do for Jesus, because that lasts. It matters that we bring our children to church. It matters that they get saved. It matters that they're in heaven with us. That's what matters. The stuff, oh, come on, guys. We're not taking it with us. And don't get me wrong. I like having a nice car. I do. It's stuff. It doesn't matter. Just as long as you have transportation that runs, and it's reliable. But listen to me. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus all the days of your life. For this is the day the Lord hath made, and we will rejoice, and we will be glad in it. We have to be, guys, because unless we have that relationship with Jesus, what's the purpose of even being here? Because we're only here for a little while. The Bible says it this way in James. It says, we're but a mist. We're here for a little while, and then we're gone. Why in the world do we want to spend our entire life chasing after more stuff when the most important stuff we have is our family, our loved ones, and our friends. God, I love you guys. I appreciate you so much. I pray for you guys all the time. And I want you to hear this message this morning. Don't wear yourself out for more stuff. Remember, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He loves you beyond measure, and he'll do anything for you. But you've got to be willing to have that relationship with him. It's not about religion. It's about a relationship. Austin, what do you think, buddy? What's your next story? Uh, you're spot on with that. You know, we've seen that before now, and that's what they're constantly trying to do to everyone is keep everybody focused on more stuff and basically more inflation and more prices and more stuff with the markets. And you know, this is what they did you know, during COVID is they pumped up the money system. They got people involved in all this stuff. They had people that basically started getting free money, and this is now the side effects of what we're starting to watch, And you know, especially in the vehicle market now, which has gotten crazy. It's, a lot of these vehicles still not been coming down because the prices of the inflation, the cost is going up. However, there's some vehicles that have absolutely crashed, <laughs> like the Tesla and some of these other electric vehicles now. They're just plummeting. 
a lot of stuff is coming back to earth. And what's interesting about it is, though, in a side note, I got a email this morning from a group that I know that basically does a lot of uh, sports cars and higher end cars. And they gave me basically a heads up in the vehicle market right now is to be very, very cautious of what's being called now as mileage stoppers or mileage blockers. This is just something I want to throw out there with you guys right now. They said they're being used on Corvettes. They're being used on higher end trucks. They're being used on exotic cars, pretty much any higher end vehicle, the higher end spectrum, as far as the more higher end model, you know, pickup trucks and diesels, the Corvettes and stuff like that, that, you know, because they're so sensitive to miles, what's happened is now a lot of these, dealers and some being unscrupulous and a lot of these consumers now are trying to mitigate their risk and exposure on these vehicles because you know the market has recorrected in some cases so what they're doing is they're putting these mileage blockers and it pretty much is a stopper that goes in between like the ecu harness and i don't know the entire way that it works but they're saying now a lot of them are hard to find once they're removed back off the vehicle unless you basically take it to a dealership and have a private party inspection done on it it's basically been certified through a dealer now a lot of these auto car, auto companies and basically auction companies that are selling these vehicles that are just used vehicles, you know, and dealers, they said be very cautious because what's happened is now they said on the higher end vehicles, if a, if a manufacturer flags this, like say a Corvette comes into a dealership and they flag it and find out that it's had a mileage blocker on it, they go through three different phases on it and they find it doesn't have 2,500 miles in the odometer. It's got 20,000 miles in the odometer because it had a mileage blocker on it. They pretty much brand them as a branded title, which is known as pretty much a salvage title. They said the value of the vehicle is cut in 50%. This is happening a lot now. They said they've had five vehicles now in the past month that have come in now that have gotten flagged for mileage blockers on them because these guys are basically trying to mitigate their risk on running these miles. Again, I'm not saying everybody's doing that. I'm giving you guys a heads up because I've heard about this before, but apparently they're getting very, very popular because you can buy these things now pretty much any online platform install it yourself if you know where the harnesses are and essentially what it does is it stops the miles so the odometer doesn't actually read anything however the ecu and the base that actually goes through the whole system still picks up on the mileage but the only way to do it is basically a hard scan that goes through like three different phases to actually see where the actual miles are on the vehicle and if you don't do that with the different scan tools that the dealerships have you'll never see it if you just have a regular inspection done, they go through it. Oh, the car's in good shape. It's got fresh tires. Brakes are good. It's got you know 4,000 miles, 5,000, 10,000 miles on it. You're good to go. Then what happens is if it gets flagged at a dealership, it is a whole world of chaos now. And you're the owner, and you just realize you got a vehicle that basically has been tampered with with the odometer, which, by the way, is a felony to tamper with odometers because of that, because it's very unscrupulous, and it can really mess up values of vehicles. You know, I remember a guy I talked to. He was an acquaintance years ago. And he was doing that with vehicles. And I told him, I said, this is really illegal, bro. I said, I don't know what you're doing. I said, but I wouldn't do this. He goes, well, yeah, I put them on here. I can flash it. I can drive like 40,000, 50,000 miles on the truck. And, you know, when I go to sell it, it's only got five, 10,000 miles on it. And uh, he ended up getting busted from what I heard later on because he ended up selling it to somebody. They took it to a dealership, and uh, essentially they flagged it. And they looked at it, and they said, dude, you're wearing tear on your brakes, on your ball joints. He said, this truck does not have 10,000 miles on it. And it came back on him. And so, again, that's I don't, I don't know what happened to him now. I'm sure he probably is 
doing something else. But so be very cautious in this market now because you're having so many people that are getting desperate with stuff and trying to make money or trying to save money as far as on these vehicles that they're doing everything they can to try to basically mitigate their risk. I just want to throw that out there as a side note. We're talking about stuff and maintenance and upkeep and tires and continual maintenance with all kinds of stuff like that. Also, too, this is interesting as well. In other news, but I told you guys yesterday, I've told you guys before, that it's constantly impo- – it's really important, especially coming into the fall season, to mitigate your sugar intake, at least make it for specific times or if you got events or you got Thanksgiving, Christmas. There's another study that came out basically from the Harvard T.H. Chan School of Public Health, and they reported now – they did a report involving 1,011 colon cancer patients with a follow-up period of over seven years. They found compared to patients consuming less than two servings of sugar-sweetened beverages per month, those consumed two or more servings per day experienced an almost 70% increase in the risk of colon cancer reoccurrence and mortality. And the study that this basically uh, piggybacked off of was a Spanish study published in Clinical Nutrition that started this whole thing in 2021 involving 7,000 participants, and they found for every additional five grams of sugar consumed in liquid form per day, cancer incidence increased by 8% every five grams. People with the highest intake experience at almost 50% increase in cancer incident. Now, if you guys understand, one can of soda usually contains about 30 to 45 grams of sugar. You do the numbers on the math right there. This is a very, very serious problem that's happening. I've warned people about this over the years, especially when it comes to sodas, when it comes to basically the sports drinks, when it comes to basically the energy drinks. I don't recommend any of those. When you start going in and you start consuming copious amounts of sugar on a daily basis, the body cannot properly recover itself. Like I said, if you got an event or you got Thanksgiving, you're having a party and everybody wants to eat some ice cream, you get some organic ice cream. In all reality, if you've got a good body and you're taking care of yourself and you've got a good immune system, it's not going to affect you one bit. But eating this stuff every day, every night, or drinking sodas, especially sodas because you're drinking them throughout the entire day. And remember, you know, you say you get some organic ice cream that's got you know, organic brown sugar, something like that, raw sugar. Okay, that's not too bad. The body can process it to the most extent. When you're drinking sodas, you're drinking straight high fructose corn syrup, which is 100% GMO on top of all that as far as it's made from Roundup-resistant corn. Now you're drinking straight high fructose corn syrup. That's why I talked about in this article here for every five grams of sugar consumed in liquid form. High fructose corn syrup is in a liquid. It's a syrup. This stuff is unbelievably bad for the pancreas and the liver. It is one of the direct contributors, high fructose corn syrup is, to non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, meaning you have people now that have never consumed alcohol in any significant form. They've never had any health problems when it comes to alcoholism whatsoever because they don't do it. And they're coming down with fatty alcohol disease or, excuse me, fatty liver disease, which in some cases it's even worse than they've seen even in alcoholics. And they look back at these people's lifestyles and they drink three, four, five, six, seven sodas every single day. Well, then the question comes up, well, what if you just start drinking the diet sodas? Then you got a whole other host of issues that comes along with the aspartame that we have the article on the website, Aspartame, a chronicle of crime on healthmasters.com. You can look up that up and read it. There's also articles we have on Splenda or sucralose. 
Sucralose is one of the most toxic artificial sweeteners I've ever experienced and I've researched in my life. Years ago, this is back years ago when sucralose first was coming out and I was in the bodybuilding industry back in my early 20s and I was training super hard all the time. And there was a product that came out and it was basically an intra-workout formula. I don't even remember the name of the company, but it basically had sucralose in it with creatine and a bunch of branched-chain amino acids. And it gave you a really good pump. I remember it said it gave you a really good pump because of creatine in it. Now I've figured out the formula we have with our muscle blast and our pure creatine we have. You could take both of those, and they work way better in the gym. I use them all the time than this formula did. But back then, I didn't know anything about it. So I'm in my early 20s. I didn't know about sucralose. Well, it was low to sucralose. It was super sweet. And I remember I was using it, and all of a sudden I noticed I was starting to get kind of just lethargic after a couple weeks, which wasn't feeling very good. And I noticed I started having kind of like kidney pains and I knew creatine, you know, it can convert creatinine. So you got to make sure you're drinking enough water, which I was, and I couldn't figure out what was going on. This is me personally. And I remember dad started doing some research. He goes, what's in that stuff? And he looked at it and he goes, this sucralose. He goes, I need some research on this. I've heard about it. I think it's really bad. And I'm like, okay, let me know. And he goes and pulls these articles up about it. And it goes into detail about how it basically starts calcifying the kidneys and how it wipes out the entire gut microbe in the intestines and wipes out all probiotics. And essentially, it is a, has a chlorine atom connected to a sugar molecule, and it's totally stable on paper, on the counter. However, ironically, when it mixes with hydrochloric acid, which is your stomach, the sugar molecule breaks off from the chlorine atom, and the chlorine atom basically is released in the digestive tract. So you're releasing chlorine into your digestive system all the time with sucralose. It is unbelievably toxic. That's why you're seeing so many people that are basically in that industry or using this stuff are having so many digestive problems, so many issues as far as with bowel issues and colon rectal cancer. Sucralose is horrific. Look at the label because this stuff is in everything now in the bodybuilding industry. That's why we won't touch it. Either use stevia or we use monk fruit. Those two work really good. They've been tested over time. You don't need a lot of them. They're very sweet. They add a nice flavor. That's why our muscle blast formula has been so popular along among a lot of my friends that are in the weightlifting industry because it's a branched chain amino acid formula, full spectrum. It's been clinically shown to help maintain muscle tissue, and it doesn't have sucralose. It doesn't have artificial flavors. It doesn't have artificial sweeteners, and yet it works great. Do your research, my friends, because if you're using supplements from a company that is putting, say, cyanide cobalamin B12 and is using synthetic sweeteners and synthetic basically you know, coloring and flavoring, you really got to question if they actually care about the products they're giving you and they care about the results and safety of your health. Or if they're simply just manufacturing something to get it out there to try to make a few dollars on it because this is becoming a serious issue in the nutrition industry, and it's something nobody wants to talk about. I seem like the, I'm like the only one that talks about sucralose in the nutrition industry, and it's because it is so important to stay away from this stuff. But I'll post this article as far as on the uh, study on cancer and sugar. And why it's so important to stay away from a lot of this stuff because, quite frankly, like I said, there's a lot of stuff that's already being bombarded with on a regular basis right now as far as when it comes to toxins and exposure. So when you know you can limit yourself on something, especially if it has no benefit, no purpose like soda, I mean it's uh, – they're really – I mean ways back they had one at a uh, game like an arcade. This is months back, and they had a Coca-Cola there in the glass. Then they sweeten it with cane sugar. It was out of Mexico. Never really seen one before in a long, long time. And I remember I tried it. I drank probably a quarter of it, and I got a headache. I didn't feel good. I was like, wow. I mean, it tasted like original Coca-Cola, but I thought to myself, 
golly, how do people drink four, five, six, seven of these a day? And I, I, I just threw it away. And I was like, well, that was my big take with Coca-Cola with cane sugar now for, you know, probably now for the next 10 years. And, uh, but I was just shocked at how sweet it was and how it gave me a headache that fast because I don't drink sugar at all. I don't use anything pretty much with sugar and I try to stay away from it. And so again, it's really important. You try to mitigate that, especially if you're dealing with kids as well. So many issues I've watched with children due to hyperactivity and behavioral problems is directly related to sugar, directly related to food coloring. Those two things right there, in my opinion, are the biggest contributors. That's why I've told parents and I've had so many good results. I've had friends and family that come in and they go, we're having so many issues with our son. He wants to bounce off the wall. He won't listen to anything. I said, well, hey, you got to instill some discipline. B, you need to make sure he's staying off all these junk cereals and all this junk food and all this junk soda. Make sure you're cutting out all the refined sugar and food coloring. Throw in the ultimate multiple chewable and throw in the Norwegian uh, – the children's ch- uh, cod liver oil that we have and strawberry form, the DHA. Tastes great. I've taken it. Kids still take it. Really good formula. And you'll notice literally within a week of adding those two supplements in and changing their diet, you will have a marked, notable change in their behavior, their focus, their schoolwork, their energy, their listening skills. Everything changes. It doesn't have to be the way the pediatricians and the doctors tell you it has to be. You don't have to take your seven or eight-year-old son in there that's perfectly healthy, that's having behavioral problems, and put him on a Schedule II controlled drug like Adderall, which is foreign amphetamine salts, to calm him down. I promise you that is not healthy for them, and it will not end well for them. I watched in college as a lot of kids that I saw who were prescribed Adderall and Ritalin in high school and middle school and through college had continually more difficult times focusing and studying because they had used those drugs for so long. If they did not have them, they could not focus on anything. It actually made their alleged ADHD worse because what happens is the brain becomes dependent on it. It's amphetamine. It's addictive. When you start giving it to children for a decade, then all of a sudden you're like, hey, you probably need to function without this now. You're an adult. It doesn't work like that. They become more and more problematic, and it becomes harder for them to focus. Now, that can be turned around. I've watched some people, and I've talked to some people that have had those prescriptions when they were younger. And as they got older now, they're trying to focus and working on stuff. There's certain things like cortisol buster with the ashwagandha that's really helpful. Also stuff like the memory support. And we also have the attention factor, which is an incredibly good formula, which has the patented L-theocrine, which can help you focus and basically stay more zoned in without using a lot of these drugs that are so addictive on the market. So please do some research before you start putting your children on these Schedule II controlled substances. They are highly addictive. They are very volatile. They are not good for their brain chemistry, and they will have side effects. I promise you that later on down the road. Do your research. Talk to other people about it. Talk to their friends about it. Talk to your kids about it or your friends about it, and uh, do the best you can to really try and encourage people to make healthy decisions because dad's exactly right. You, we're, we're in a war right now as for, our, for our health. There's no question. They're pushing so much stuff on everyone with the shot, with the food, with the fake lab meat, all this stuff, the fluoride. They're doing everything they can to ruin our health. Let's prove them wrong and show them we don't have to listen to them and we can stand up and still live free and still live healthy and push back. What do you think, Dan? Oh, so that was an excellent segment. This turned out to be a good show today. Wow. Um, you know, here's the deal. You know, morphine is a Schedule II control substance. So is Ritalin. So is Adderall. These are Schedule II drugs. It's the highest category you can get and still be legal. You know, schedule ones are heroin. It's illegal. But Schedule two drugs. I mean, these this is this is addictive stuff. It's like cocaine. It's like the you know, Adderall's like cocaine. You know, so so is Ritalin. 
and you know, it's one of the top ten drugs slated for pharmaceutical theft because people get high on it. People actually snort this stuff up their noses. I'm, I'm not making this stuff up. And, and the crazy part about it is we have you know, tens of millions of children on this stuff. A lot of times they run out of it because the FDA only allows so much to be made, and they kids burn through it, and the adults burn through it, and the college kids burn through it, and they're taking it to study for exams and all the rest of this stuff, and it's not necessary. You know, drink some green tea, drink a purple stick. We'll have those back in in a few weeks. You know, you drink a cup of coffee for heaven's sakes. I don't really like coffee, but it's just better than that. Better than taking cocaine. I remember years ago I had a good friend of mine, and he had a son who's a weirdo, and uh, kid's still a weirdo. And I remember I was traveling in Europe with the, with my buddy, him and his wife and Sharon. We'd all gone over there. It's just been a couple of weeks. We were having a blast. And all of a sudden, we had this telephone call. You know, we're walking through a park in Munich. And this, this kid is having all these chest pains and heart pains and blah, 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 blah. And, and, and this, this, this conversation goes on for an hour. And I told my buddy, I said, he's on drugs. He goes, oh, no, 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 no. You would never use drugs. Well, we find out later he's a cocaine addict. And, uh, you know, the kid's just a whack bag. He's still a whack bag. You know, and he's in his 30s now. And the sad part about all of this stuff, he was dragging us into a ditch with him and lying about the drugs because he's having massive heart pains. Another friend of mine, he, the daughter was hitting cocaine all the time. Boom, 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 massive heart attack. Boom, stroked out. Had a, you had a stroke, had a heart attack all at the same time. And, and you know, in her 40s, now they're, she's basically debilitated, is at home, and everybody's having to take care of her because she's made these choices for herself. And then this goes on and on. I mean, I'm going to ask you a question. It also said take get rid of the red dyes or the blue dyes, get off the high fructose corn syrup. Before you put a child on a Schedule II drug, wait, wait a minute. Let's stop for a second. The, the, think about for that. How much sense does that make? I mean, why in the world are you going to put a child on a drug in the same category of morphine rather than changing his diet and getting him off the high fructose corn syrup first and the red dyes and the blue dyes? Doesn't it make more sense to change the diet first before you put him on a, an addictive drug like that? And I remember I used to do these seminars, you know, all over the country, these big ones, you know, 20, 30, 40,000 attendants. Back in the 90s, and I would always ask that question during the seminar. People just look at me kind of puzzled, like, well, yeah, that makes more sense. Why would I put a child on morphine who's hyperactive? I mean, let's go, let's put a little, put, Johnny's four years old. He's a little hyper. Let's, let's put him on morphine. Let's calm his little butt right down. Yeah, it'll calm him down all right. Make him take a nap. But why in the world would you do that? Why would you put your, then you say, well, I wouldn't put my child on a morphine. It's in the same category with Ritalin, Schedule II drug. Why would you possibly do that? Get them off the blue dyes and the red dyes and all the rest of it. I know we have a we report that we did I, that I wrote on that. It gives you a full protocol on what to do with a child that has ADD. I think it's still available at the office. I think it's 10, 15 bucks or something. It's cheap. And the, the thing about it is, is that always remember something. Your children's health and their lives are your responsibility. It's not theirs. You know, I don't need the four-year-old's not going to go to the drugstore and get a prescription for morphine or for Ritalin or Adderall. You're giving it to them. Ask yourself a question. Why are you doing that? And what's it doing to the child? And is that okay? Remember, those are the questions I always ask you to ask yourself. It's so important that we all understand from a health standpoint what we're doing to ourselves and what we're doing to our children. Because if we don't, what ends up happening is we got to deal with the ramifications later. It's, it's important. Now, also, to saying one other thing about the, about the Splenda. It's a chlorocarbon. It's a pesticide is what it is. And, you know, it's, I remember I was years ago, I was flying to Chicago for a TV show. And I'll never forget I was speaking – I was sitting, and I got upgraded to first class. It was really nice, and I was sitting there talking to a guy who was next – and we started talking about you know, artificial sweeteners, and then Splenda came up, and he goes, absolutely never would I put that in my body. He goes, that product destroys your kidney function. That product destroys liver function. That product destroys gut flora. And so that's, that product is a pesticide. He goes, never, ever put that into your body at all. 
I thought, wow, okay, finally somebody's on track to know what the truth is. This morning I was talking to Van, and he's got a nephew, my workout partner, Van. Van Green, former NFL great, played for Cleveland and for Buffalo. You can look him up online if you'd like, Van Green, G-R-E-E-N. And he played back in, his, back in the 70s. And he said one of his nephews now was admitted to the hospital last night vomiting blood. And he's in full kidney failure. And he's got all these other problems. And I said to him, I said, well, it's probably from the glyphosate. Maybe, maybe, maybe drink his Splenda, maybe drinking, you know, NutraSweet. And he goes, well, I don't know. I said, we need to find out. I said, he needs to be on a full organic diet. He needs to get off all bread and gluten products because of the glyphosate. And he's realized very quickly that he may or may not be able to restore kidney function. So it's important that we understand something with this. These drugs that are given to, 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 to look, look at all the renal dialysis centers that are everywhere now. Look at all of the places that are out there for, you know, for, for, for macular degeneration centers. You know, I drive down a certain street down in Lakeland now by the hospital, and they've got all these renal dialysis centers and all these macular degeneration centers. Why is that happening? It's the aspirin for the macular degeneration in a lot of cases. Not in all cases, but in a lot of cases. Because the aspirin is such a good blood thinner, it causes the retina to attach. It causes macular degeneration. If I take any kind of aspirin, number one, it causes, you know, it causes bruising on me. And number two, it makes my vision blurred. And it's immediate within, within a few hours. And so you think, wow, you're kidding. You know, and people take baby aspirin all the time. I got to take baby aspirin because my doctor told me to. Well, yeah, you, you, your doctor will tell you to stick your head in a you know, sewer pipe too if you want. I mean, you want you to do that too? Don't, there's all kinds. The reason they're giving you baby aspirin is because it's the blood thinner, making blood thinner. So you don't have as much platelet and aggregation and you know, clotting and all the rest of it, you know, more atherosclerotic placking. Another thing is another thing with these supplements. People are always using calcium carbonate as a binding agent. I remember I had a guy that basically had, had me on a show for a while, and he ends up having a massive heart attack. And had to have quadruple bypass surgery. And he calls me up. He goes, what the heck happened? I've been eating right. I've been eating clean. I said, it's probably your supplements. And he was taking them from a guy who was selling them online who was a Christian. I'm not going to mention the guy's name. And the first ingredient was calcium carbonate in every supplement he was taking. And I said, that's, that's going to harden your arteries, period. It's like eating rocks. You know, sometimes you're, it's in toothpaste, but you've got to rinse your mouth out real well. And they give you get that back out of your mouth. But, but the reality is that you've really got to not ingest it, and, you know, put it down in your gut and do everything else. You're drinking distilled water, reverse osmosis water to try to make sure that, you know, you basically aren't getting that calcium carbonate, all those chemicals and pesticides in your water supply. So why are you putting it in your supplements? And that's why we don't do that. That's why we, that, why, that's why we sell very few capsules. And if they're, ca- I mean, I'm sorry, tablets. And if there are tablets, usually they're sustained release of natural gums and waxes. That's what you do when you look for a healthy product. You start looking at what the ingredients are and what the binding agents are. That's why almost everything we have is powder and capsules with no binding agents. It's so important that we understand that when you, when you get supplements and understand how important it is not to put a lot of stuff in your body, period. By the way, you know, the U.S. now is running low, according to the Russia today, on air defense systems. The need for missile batteries in the Middle East could have ramifications for the Ukraine, for the Ukraine, the news outlets claims. Now people are saying the Russia has won the war in Ukraine. I mean, duh, they have was a no-win war to begin with. An increasing hostile environment in the Middle East has prompted the U.S. to deploy additional six batteries to the MIM-104 Patriot missile system, doubling the total number in the region. The Wall Street Journal reported on Sunday the Pentagon is now running low on the equipment, the newspaper added. The report reported relocation was conducted amid a spree of missile and drone attacks on American military bases in Iraq and Syria, supposedly. I don't believe a lot of this stuff, which Washington's attributed to Iranian proxy forces, which I don't believe that at all. These are all false flags if they even happen. The additional batteries were sent to Bahrain, Kuwait, and Saudi Arabia, which hosts dozens of U.S. military installations, dozens of military. We have like a thousand military bases around the world, and that's how they get the drugs in. 
That's how the CIA gets the drugs in. Through all of these lily pad bases all over the world, they come in completely uninspected on C-130 transport planes. But that's just another story for another day. I love you guys. I appreciate you. You stay positive with Jesus, for he is the author. He is the finisher. He is the perfecter of our faith. And through him, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. I love you guys. I'll finish it up, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. You're absolutely right, man. It's, it's so important. As we see a lot of these things continue to evolve and change right now, and some of the things happen very, very rapidly along with these distractions that they constantly put in front of us on a regular basis and give us these two paths only that you can look at, the only two narratives that are available, which any time I've told you, when somebody only gives you that, other than basically Christ and the Bible, somebody gives you these two directions you have to pick and there's no other option. You've got to question every single thing they're telling you at that point, because in most cases, there's always another option as far as thinking outside of the box when it comes to certain events and certain scenarios. And that's why it's so important to maintain freedom of speech. So important to maintain the ability to be able to speak freely, to be able to travel freely. You know, I saw some article the other day with Nikki Haley, and she just she just keeps just, I mean, sticking her foot in her mouth every time now. I mean, all she wants to do now is pander to Israel about everything. It's like her new running, her new running slogan now, and it's embarrassing. But she came out now and basically said that essentially, if she becomes president, she would force all social media to basically verify each individual, and they'd be verified by name, so they'd have no anonymous accounts whatsoever to reduce hate speech online. Now, again, this is going right back to what we've talked about before, where the ability to speak freely without fear of reprisal is something they want to remove. They already did this on social media during COVID, where you could not talk about anything as far as it did not go along with the narrative and what they demanded people talk about. So understand, free speech means free speech. Whether you hate it, whether you think it's hate speech, whether you don't like it, whether you don't agree with it, there cannot start being massive limitations and all these restrictions on it because it no longer becomes free speech, and the Founding Fathers knew that. That's why they made it the number one of the Bill of Rights, followed by number two, the ability to have firearms at your disposal with as much ammunition and as much guns as you want at any point in time, period. The right to keep a bear arm should not be infringed. So keep up the fight, my friends. If you need anything, you know where to get a hold of us, healthmasters.com. Be sure to check out the product of the week, Testo Plus Formula. Going to do a big sale on it today. Let all my guys try it out. Give me some feedback on it. Give me some emails. Give me some order comments and let me know what you think. If you need anything, 1-800-726-1834. Give me a call or give the web office a call or give us an email on the website. We are here to help you out the best we possibly can. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. We'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.